Life is hard when you don't know who you are. It's harder when you don't know what you are. My love carries a death sentence. I was lost for years, searching while hiding, only to find that I belong to a world hidden from humans. I won't hide anymore. I will live the life I choose. You're listening to episode 38 of Fadeless, a podcast devoted to the supernatural series Lost Girl. My name is Dave, and hiding in his basement from a horde of wild cabots. Welcome, Wayne. Yeah, maybe not wild cabots, just uh, four wild children who uh, have probably all had just about enough of each other so far this weekend. And so I got into bed early and uh, so Daddy can do the podcast and so that they won't kill each other anymore. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. At a family gathering of sorts too, although there no blood was spilled. Yeah. Well then it's not really a proper family gathering then, is it? Good point. <laughs> good point. So, uh, yeah, pretty exciting tonight. You know, we've been talking about doing a fan feedback show for a while now and you know, here it is. Yep. Yeah. I feel like I want to do a big, big, I'm going to do a big, like, like, uh, like intro song, like the fan feedback show right i just it just seems like it did that so it's done did, did you happen to watch the nerdist tonight uh last night uh you know i i wanted to be like you know like i'm always like watching like doctor who and orphan black like an hour or so after so i always kind of miss the nerdist Okay, well, the only reason, and I, I really don't like well, I Chris Hardwick. Alicia Dushku was on, right? Well, and that's why I, I right. uh, DVR'd it and did watch it. But, uh, you know, you started singing the, the comedian they had at the end. It was pretty funny. And, and if anybody saw The Nerdist, they'll know why I bring him up. But I won't belabor that because I, I did promise the listeners, I believe I tweeted this, that we'd, we'd keep the uh, idle chatter to a minimum because this, this show is about the fans. Right. And, it is slightly about idolatry as well, but uh, it, it is. But uh, anyway, but we do have a little bit of news, and we're going to limit it to Lost Girl news. And we actually do have some Lost Girl Ooh, news. The most important of which involves congratulating Anna Silk, aka Bo Dennis, who gave birth to her first child, a son named Sam. Hey, congratulations uh, yeah, for both so having Sam, a child and giving him a regular name and not some goofy Hollywood name. Good point. Uh, Sam was born on May 1st to Silk and her husband, Seth Cooperman. And, you know, we certainly talked a bit about whether or not her pregnancy was going to impact season three, which, of course, it did not. And couldn't have come at a better time because in between season three and season four. Absolutely. She uh, she timed it. She timed it well. Actually, my wife yep. and I got to it for our, you know, as I said, we have four kids, and for the last two, we kind of, uh, we kind of worked it. So uh, we we kind of, you know, called our shot, so to speak, so that uh, it would not interfere with with work as much. It, well, actually, no, not to interfere with work. Um, so it would coincide with uh, the older two when they started kindergarten. Oh, okay. So yeah, we we, we managed to do that. All right. Now, as season three comes to a close, the future of several characters remains somewhat in doubt. Casey Collins, who plays Hale Santiago, tweeted on April 15th. Okay, and this, is, this was his tweet. Okay, here's a question. If Hale is back for season four, what would you like to see happen with him? If, well, that doesn't sound like somebody that found the girl he went looking for during the season three finale. So, you know, again, who knows what, who signed a contract. I know you don't watch NCIS, but there was a big car crash at uh, the end of an uh, episode two weeks ago. And it left, you know, two of the characters lives in doubt. And one of them, it's commonly known that she has not renewed her contract for the next season. So mm-hmm. fortunately she didn't die. She was back at the punching bag next week. Oh, good. But you know, so we don't know what's going on with Casey Collins for season four, but what about Tamson? Last we saw of her, she was trapped inside a car, or was she, after she and Dyson drove over the cliff while trying to run down Bo's father. Well, fear no more, the Valkyrie, Valkyrie vixen will be returning for season four, according to a Rachel Scarston tweet and a mention from Anna Silk in a recent interview. So that's definitely good news. That, that is good news. Bad news because my prediction obviously landed flat on its ass. You know, I've been predicting yeah. all year her, her doom. 
in a very Professor Trelawney-esque manner. Uh, but uh, it looks like she's going to pull through. So, but, uh, but on the other hand, as I've said before, I've gone on record say I am happy she's back because I think she's great. So I like Rachel well, Scarson. I like her on the show. And I think you have enough predictions that did come true. And some of the listeners tonight are going to <sighs> point that out that you were right. <laughs> All right. Well, it's and, like the shotgun effect, right? If I make enough predictions and predict enough stuff, then then some of them has got to come true, right? All right. Well, and then finally, Lost Girl the Game showcases new mobile app that connects Lost Girl fans by delivering a fully interactive social gaming experience launched, launched on April 14th. Featuring an original storyline written by the show's writing staff, the game invites players to create an original fae character that they can use to navigate through thrilling mysteries set in the virtual world of Lost Girl. Players can tag team with each other or with their favorite Lost Girl characters to solve puzzles, earn points, and unlock levels. The free mobile app is available for download for Apple OS and Android devices. So that's something that I'll never play. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. But unfortunately, I have like a really old crappy phone and uh, I have not yet entered the smartphone uh, I don't know if I caught revolution, but yeah, you know, like everyone else seems to have one, but I am solidly like the Luddite that I, I'm not really a Luddite, but I'm in some aspects I am. I was like well, getting have, my cell phones in the first place. And then, well, however old yours is, I guarantee you mine's older. Yeah. yeah. It might not be older, but it's certainly, uh, less capable. Yeah. Well, so. my phone, uh, draws, uh, laughs from teenagers whenever I, whenever I pull it out. If there are young people around me, they they giggle and scoff when they see my I phone. Think, so I think the last comment I heard was, uh, that's, that phone's just like my grandmother's. <laughs> so Does that have and, a rotary dial on it? <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't even know what a rotary dial is. Yeah. That's too bad. Those are, those are wild. All right. So, so enough anyway, said, huh? Let's, enough let's, said. Let's um, dig in here. Listener, listeners, feedback. Yeah, baby. Yeah, and we're going to start with uh, Sally Heaven, who has been sending us feedback over the last couple of weeks, and we've been getting it on the air, and she sent us a voicemail and an email. So we're going to start off with her voicemail, make some comments, and then we'll take a look at her email. Yep, not only will we take a look at it, we'll read it. Hi, Dave and Wayne, this is Sally. I am excited you guys are doing a fan feedback episode of the podcast and I have a few things just to share, so I'm going to get started. The first two are not original observations or thoughts, but they're things that I read on the internet, specifically on AfterEllen.com in Dorothy Snarker's recap of the finale. So the first one is something that was in her post. Um, she said she had her tech people look at and pull out some screenshots and something I thought was very interesting was as Tamson's pickup truck goes over the cliff, you can see trails of black smoke behind it. So what does that mean? Is it exhaust from the pickup truck? Is it just the dissipation of the wanderer's black smoke discorporeal body? Um, or has he whisked Dyson and Tamson away? to join Bo wherever she went. And then maybe we'll pick up in season four with the three of them off together in some la-la land. So interesting. And then the second thing is a comment that one of the people that read the post made, um, which, you know, the Druid, sure, Kenzie's thinking about going to him to try to make her fay, and Bruce thinks it's a bad idea. I think we probably all do. But let's not overlook that Lauren can make people fay, or at least an approximation of of fay. Um, she made Isaac into a half human, half fay hybrid. So, what does that mean for the future? Um, you know, she could theoretically get stem cells from other fay and inject them into humans. Uh, what would a half succubus look like? Who knows? Maybe the fay will try to ban the practice, and it will have echoes of real-life political arguments that we've had in this country. But she's shown that she can do it. And, you know, there's lots maybe to consider about if there are side effects, how well does it really work, 
Will the human body reject the fey cells? Will you get eaten by a wolf? Who knows? All right, so the third thing is um, something I had emailed you about. This is an original observation um, that I have not read on the internet, but I'm sure other people have noticed it too. In This is throughout the series, season one, season two, and season three. In the majority, if not over 90% of the scenes that Bo and Lauren have together, whenever Bo leaves the room, whether it's been a good interaction or a bad interaction, she always turns around and looks back at Lauren without fail. And, you know, I think that something that I learned during the finale by watching it twice and then, you know, kind of reading what other people, their analysis of the episode is that the writing is really dense, certainly for the finale, but probably for more episodes than I have thought in the past. And, you know, what I mean by that is that every line in the episode means something and means a lot more than, you know, just at face value. Same thing with the expressions that the characters have on their face. I mean, there's multiple interpretations. Um, So I don't know if this is something that, you know, the actor made a decision on, or if it's something that the directors of the episodes, you know, directed Bo to do when she leaves a room is to look back or, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe it's in the character bio of Bo, but it's so consistent that I definitely noticed it. All right, I have a prediction, uh, and this is sort of tongue-in-cheek, but if I were writing the titles of the episodes, I would title episode one of season four, where presumably we're going to pick up with Bo and maybe Dyson and Tamsin, uh, being whisked away by the wanderer into some other place. I would call it Bo's Adventures in Wanderland. So we'll see if that comes true. I know I'm going out on a limb. All right. So I guess the last thing is, uh, you know, I really like your podcast as a listener. I'm curious to know more about our hosts. Um, just how did you get into podcasting? Did you do college radio? Um, what interests you about it? And, you know, kind of just, uh, anything else you want to share on a personal level? Uh, I have enjoyed, you know, your recommendations and during this lost girl hiatus, there are certainly other shows that I've watched, but I'm definitely going to watch defiance and I've been watching continuum from the get go too. So I'm going to check out all the other ones that you guys have mentioned over the course of several podcasts, maybe even Warehouse 13 and Supernatural. So you guys are having an impact on the world around you. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right, Wayne. So what'd you think there? Uh, I mean, the, the whole idea that she points out about the black smoke and the pickup truck makes sense. Uh, yeah. I, and I have not gone back to it because uh, as I've previously noted, my um, DVR went tits up, and so I, I I was able to watch it like twice, and then that was it. I got a new DVR, and Lost Girl was gone. So I haven't really uh, seen the last episode a third time, but uh, that sounds sounds good. That's the makes. Well, you know, and and really, look, one of the first podcasts I ever listened to was Lost, and, and I mean, certainly Lost was a show that there was plenty to talk about, speculate about, looking for clues, and. This is great. I mean, Lost Girls is evolving into that kind of show as well. So, you know, I did go back and look, and I do see the black smoke. And, you know, I'm going with Sally. I think that's the way that that Dyson and Tamsin survived the crash. Because otherwise, you know, that thing was ready for the uh, scrap heap, that car. Yeah, it's pretty pretty messed up. But, you know, it's like in in TV – uh, people survive gruesome crashes all the time. I just I remember watching the A Team when I was a kid. You remember the A Team? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So, like every single episode, there'd be like some huge crash, and the car would flip like a thousand times, and then the guys would get out like like stumbling around, like whoa, boy, whoa, I'm a little unsteady after that one. Wow. You know, like well, clearly they should be dead. But uh, so now, now her second point, uh, and really, this is something that really didn't even occur to me, and. I mean, this is a huge plot point. The fact that Lauren can make Faye now, you know, she can certainly, she's already made a Faye hybrid. 
Yeah, what she, uh, what she first said, I was like, what are you talking Oh, yeah, that's right. So, I mean, but that, and, and I think she's bang on there that I don't know whether they're going to go this way with it or not because, the, you know, they have kind of, you know, the show doesn't really get into, like, political stuff very much. You know, you could say, like, obviously, like, the relationship, like, having a um, a lesbian relationship as in a mainstream show in the first place is a political statement. And, and that is true, but the show doesn't play it like it's a big deal, right? They play it like it's right, just right. normal, everyday kind of stuff. You know? So uh, will they go the route and make a big deal out of, like, this whole stem cell thing? I mean, it's possible. Certainly there are a lot of, you know, obviously it translates straight away to um, – to today's society uh so will they go there with it i don't know but you know it's uh possible well right and, and i mean certainly you know whether it's hybrids cloning eugenics i mean who knows what possibilities lie but i think the key that she points out is what does this mean for lauren's future i mean is she now a threat to the fey community well yeah i think what we've found out this season is they've kind of always viewed her as a bit of a threat you know like that's why they keep her under lock and key. That's why they don't let her go out because, you know, not that she would do something dangerous to them, but she's potentially dangerous because she knows so much. Right. But see, I guess I always looked at it that, I mean, the, all that's true, what you just said, but I also looked at it that, you know, from a practical standpoint, she is the doctor to the Fae and they do have physical issues that need to be dealt with. And, you know, we haven't run across any other doctors true but i mean so. there's got to be some out there it's not like like fay or like can't go to med school right i mean we saw right. the uh the the kitsunes had been in med school for 20 years yeah, yeah. so but, i mean they got to be out there right we just you know why do you have to have this human as your doctor right but i do really think that's going to be a huge plot point now uh the point that she made and she sent me an email that, that she mentioned about this that and I never noticed this. I mean, I did go back and look, and, and of course she's right. But every time Bo leaves the room, she looks back at Lauren. And, and you know, Sally points out that every line means something. And again, you know, going back to the Lost thing, that, that's what I'm really digging about Lost. I mean, there's a lot I like about Lost Girl. But, you know, now that we can really look at each line that somebody says, and she even points out each glance. Now, she points out, Whose decision is? Is that the actor or is that director? I mean, obviously, we don't know. We can speculate. Sure. But, I mean, if they're being that consistent with it, then it's got to be something on a beyond the, the actor-director level because, you know, well, I mean, well, it could be the actor level, but, you know, probably beyond director level because that changes. Right. And I, I forget the actor uh, who I read the interview about, and, and but the, the interviewer asked, you know, do you – talk to the writers, do you offer suggestions? And basically the actor said, no, that they respect the writers for what they do. They let the writers do their thing. And, you know, we, we have confidence that they're going to write us good lines. So they do stay out of it. Right. So maybe it's something that, uh, in a yeah, I, threw in there, you know, well, I, or, or I think you were right at first is that it's probably written that way. Um, now her prediction, man, if I was the lost girl writing team, I would email Sally and buy that title from them. Bo's Adventures in Wanderland. Yeah. yeah. How awesome. That, that's, that's a really good one. That, that's definitely a, a keeper. Can you, can you like copyright titles? You know, I don't think you can mm -hmm. actually, uh, but I could be wrong. They should at least send her like a lost girl hat. You know, is there any lost girl merchandise? I don't I mean, know. I, I mean, I look around, I never see anything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, the, Sally on her email did have a, a picture of her child with a Team Lauren shirt on. So, Well, you know, there are a lot of, uh, what is it, Cafe Press? Is that what it's called? It's like this online thing you, you can yeah. set up a little well, you business. You and Michael got busted for that, right? <laughs> well, Michael got busted for that. No, I have nothing to do breaking with that. Breaking the law, but, breaking the law. Um, but Fringe gets away with it. You know the fringe podcast, yeah. but well, maybe they maybe they don't. Maybe they're maybe they're paying royalties or something like right. that. Right? Yeah. No, no, they they actually they don't. No. But okay. um, now, lastly, she asks about us and personal. So, uh, how do we get into podcasting? Well, how much are we going to reveal here? I don't know. You said when you want to do a podcast. I'm like, what's a podcast? And you said okay. here, listen to these. I was like, all right. 
Well, well let's even go back. You know, we, we've mentioned that uh, obviously Wayne and I work together and we also work with uh, Mike, who I do the Continuum podcast with. And, you know, Mike and I started talking about doing a podcast a couple of years ago. And we talked about doing a podcast for True Blood, but we don't live near each other. And it really was not going to happen that we were going to get together to be able to record. And, you know, that lay dormant for a couple of years. And then finally, I live out in the boonies. We finally got high speed internet. And the ability to record via Skype made everything a possibility. Well, by that time, we didn't, neither of us watch True Blood anymore. We picked up Continuum. I think a day or two later, you know, the three of us were talking. And then, you know, you and I had been talking about Lost Girl for a long time. And here we are. Yeah. Well, that basically is it. Yeah. You would actually, we had first started talking about like even a year before we actually started. And I thought, okay, that's a great idea, but just never, it didn't work out, you know, and everything. And then, uh, then finally, we just, I don't know, got the, I don't even know what, like, kind of spurred the actually doing it thing. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, maybe. It was like a year ago do, now, right? What we do for a living, I don't know. I don't know how far we want to go there. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it live. We'll now. leave it live, yeah. Um, <laughs> now, I, I don't know, but she mentioned attentive listeners would probably have figured it out easily yeah. by now. I think um, so. Maybe we could make it a contest. <laughs> like figure out point. what we do. Yeah, like the French podcast had that uh, where they they had like the pictures they put up and like guess which one is you know guess which one is I can't remember Clint. Yeah, guess oh. which one is Daryl. So maybe do guess what uh, what uh, Dave and and Wayne do. Or, yeah, I don't know. Do for a living. All right. Now, did you ever do college radio or anything like that? Uh, nope. No, okay, because, I worked in you know, a not- school newspaper. I was a copy editor for a school okay. newspaper and I would write, uh, drama and movie reviews as well. Well, as it, as it turns out, I did start in radio. I mean, you know, I've degree in communications, um, and I did stay in radio for a while, but you know, went over to newspaper as well. Um, I'm a bass player, so that was my creative outlet for a long time. And then really in the last couple, last year, Podcasting has uh, turned my home studio into podcasting only. Yeah, the, you do have a sweet ba- studio there, he, and the he ba- has like how many bases do you have? Like four or five? Uh, I think it's about eight wow. at this point. Yeah, yeah there's a, there's a lot hidden in closets, uh, and uh, I have way too many, too <laughs> much stuff. But uh, but yeah, we'll 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 talk about it, and we'll uh, reveal some things uh, as we go along. Sure. Well, I mean, but, like, you know, like I've, as I said, I don't know if I've ever mentioned how many kids, but I certainly talked about my kids and my wife before and everything. So I'm a married dude and, and you know, like I'm a ex jock. I actually played, uh, you know, division one lacrosse and, uh, I've coached, uh, lacrosse for a long time and everything. So, you know, there is that. All right. Well, so there, there's some, there's some personal tidbits there that you can you can uh they can feed on those for a little bit and we'll right. maybe reveal now, more as it goes along all right now sally also sent an email and, and a few things that we you know she mentioned in her voicemail but you got a couple things you want to add in there since i've been on the lauren redeeming herself theme for a while i'll just say yowza in big letters did she ever it seems unlikely that she deliberately infiltrated Taft's organization, although I think a case could still be made. But once she realized what he was up to, she really came through in spades. I'm psyched. Isn't it funny also that people who are pro bolo now have to hope like heck that Dyson wasn't killed in a truck wreck since he's the one of the only ones who knows that Lawrence saved them all? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. On a personal note, I suppose the season three finale came at a good time because I've been at home on maternity leave with our new baby, who's now seven months old. Congratulations. These last 16 weeks, I'm going back to work on Monday. Uh, that's always a beat. My wife always cried like crazy the day she had to go back to work. So I won't be staying up till 11 every Monday to watch Lost Girl. Well, you don't have to, right? That's what she's saying. Right. However, my wife and I are kind of playing a rewatch of one to three while we wait for season four. We got this idea from Wayne. Thank you. Boom. Who said at some point he was rewatching Supernatural? Well, I don't know if I'm going to do that now. I'm starting to realize that is a pretty big commitment. Um, I'm attaching a picture of our baby so you can see who she ships. Hey. Yeah, and, and there's a picture of a young baby in a Team Lauren shirt. I also wanted to thank you for doing this podcast because it has, it has really helped my enjoyment of the show. 
I felt like I really wanted someone to discuss it all with. And while reading blog comments on the Showcase blog after Ellen.com and Documents.com has been interesting, there's nothing like verbal discussion, especially the way you guys structure it and tackle it. Really appreciate your taking the time. Well, you are welcome. We enjoy it. All right. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. All right. We're going to move over to an email from Bradley Huffer. And Bradley's dropped us a line. Eh, It's been a while, but, but this is not his first Wayne and Dave, I've enjoyed listening to your podcast all season long. Can't wait for season four to start. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, to be a honest, while, Brad. <laughs> yep. To be honest, I don't think we'll see Aoife in the season four premiere, but I still have, but I have no doubt she'll make an appearance in the season. I think she will still be a villain, and I think she'll prove instrumental in getting Bo back from the Wanderer. I also think Aoife will die by the end of the season because she'll attempt to get revenge on Trick for her first imprisonment. I have no doubt Lauren will return to the Light Fay, though I wouldn't doubt it if she has to go on some sort of trial first. Dyson will be her savior, however, and he'll testify that she gave Isaac the wrong, de- wrong Fay DNA, allowing Dyson to kill Isaac and eliminate the threat to the Fay. I have no doubt Dyson is still alive, and I suspect Tamsin, as we know her, is dead. However, as the life of a Valkyrie is to live, serve, and die over and over again, I think we'll eventually see Tamsin again, but with a different actress playing her. Though if they decide to keep Rachel Scarston in that role, I would be very happy. Finally, yes, I think Kenzie will choose to become Faye. The moment she becomes Faye, I think the Morrigan will appear to claim the favor. Or is that favor, F-A-E-V-O-R? Very good, Bradley. Kenzie owes her and that favor will be to join the Dark Faye. Kenzie will quickly come to regret her decision to become Faye and seek out some way to become human again and will become human again by the end of the season. That's all I have as far as predictions. Thanks again for making such a great podcast in 2014. Can't get here fast enough. Dude, all right, some good stuff. Now, um, Aoife, instrumental in getting Bo back from the Wanderer. So in other words, mom and dad split on bad terms. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it's it's weird, right? Because well, we don't know specifically like because we still don't haven't made that connection really like like who the dad is. We know that Ifa was imprisoned for a long time by a pretty bad guy. So, you know, it is pretty logical that that might be the wanderer. But we didn't know that he was her dad. Now we so like we so we haven't made that connection between dude who imprisoned Ifa and the dude who's Bo's father, you know. It's likely it's the same guy. But not necessarily is, but but then there's that you know scene where you know she, uh, she's like you know if her father were here you know and everything she goes crazy there so it's it, it doesn't seem like you know it doesn't necessarily mean that they're on great terms but it doesn't mean that they're on bad terms so it's uh, very ambiguous I would say at this point yeah. but that sounds like a, that that is that that definitely uh a possibility i think it would be well within the reason to think that that kind of that she would be instrumental in getting bo back if bo wants to come back though is another question because remember her memories remember like how she when she heard that her father singing this song she like closed her eyes and started swaying so it's like you know she might not really think her dad's all that bad a guy right yeah yep so so and then he predicts Aoife will die by the end of the season. Well, I know from, you know, personally, anytime I predict somebody's going to die by the end of the season, I'm always wrong. So, yeah, well, this Bradley, show is, has been really, I mean, who have they killed off besides, oh, bother. <laughs> I can't remember the name. Yeah. The, the girl yeah. with Dyson. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Ah. The blonde. The blonde. Well, anyway. <laughs> anyway, but she's like the only like even semi-major character that's, I mean, other people have died, but no one who's you know been in more than one show. Right. Right. And Aoife yeah. was, we thought was dead. Well, I never thought she was dead, but she was, we would think that she were dead. We're either supposed to think that she's dead and she came back. Right. So right. this show really does not do the killing off people thing you know we're like like right. lost where anyone was in jeopardy like you didn't know yeah. who you know the, the next show you know anyone could die and then we got to the end and they were all dead were but all dead. that's oh, another that, right you didn't even throw out spoiler alert man you just ruined lost for a, yeah probably yeah. Uh, i imagine most people listening have seen lost yeah, but still be. all right now, bad now he brings up he brings up lauren returning to the light fay which you know i think is certainly a, a safe bet but 
going through some sort of a trial first. And we all know that the Fae are big on ceremony. So, you know, this could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, Dyson will be her savior, which will be certainly ironic. And sure. I like that idea as well. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe like, you know, Dyson will be, you know, just get there in time as he's wherever he, he's now, you know, he's in some way unable to be at the trial in a timely manner. Um, but, you know, gets there right in the nick of time to to save uh, Lauren with his testimony. Yep. But I think Bradley's best point he makes is the thing about Kenzie, that she'll become Faye. The Morgan swoops in to claim her favor, and it's that you join the dark Faye. Yeah. I see, like that's it. A, I, I don't. I, I, if she's hanging out with Bruce, I don't think Bruce is going to let that happen, though. Well, yeah, you know, he's he's pretty adamant about her not doing it, and so, uh, yeah, I don't know whether whether she'll listen to him or not, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I think maybe she'll come to her senses before she goes through with it. But I think again, it's it's as he points out, it's a good plot line that that certainly could take place yeah. over the entire course of the season as she tries to then get out of it. No, well, yeah, right now the writers just have a bunch of sticky notes on the wall in front of them. They're just like, all right, what are we gonna do? Yeah, so anything yeah. goes. Yeah, you know, like, so hey, Bradley, if they uh, if they if they pick your idea, I'm gonna get them to send you a hat. All right, if they have a <laughs> hat. All have. right, who are you gonna who are you gonna <laughs> read next? Have, not that I have a play, poll either. They're like, hey, lost guys, send, send Bradley a hat. They're like, who the hell are you? <laughs> All right, my turn. Yep. All right. I just like to act like I know, like I'm in, like I have people who know people, right? All right. This is from Kevin Bracy Knight, and Kevin says, "Hi guys, thanks for running a podcast on this show. You're welcome." Uh, that's what I said, not him. Uh, I appreciate your dissection of each episode and pointing out hijacked lines from other shows, movies, etc. I have a few things I've noticed I think you might have missed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing is that I think you might be clearly missing who the Wanderer is. I remember reading about this when I read Neil Gaiman's American Gods. The Wanderer is another name for Odin, the Lord of all Norse gods. It makes sense that Tamsin would be sent after Bo as it was the job of Valkyries to track down and take people for Odin in that mythology. Simply doing a Google image search for Odin or Odin Wanderer may prove illuminating for you. Certainly, this would mean that Bo was from a powerful line if she were the daughter of a god. I like how he uses the subjunctive there. Well done. Uh, also, in the last episode, when you mentioned that Hale had to go see about a girl, I think that's a reference to the end of Goodwill Hunting. I actually pointed that out on the podcast. It was a little late, but I did say that. Uh, when Will drives off to get his lady. Yes. Feedback on your podcast? I would love it if you could do the Lost Girl stuff first and the other stuff second. I really tune in for your expert discussion of the show. Some of the other things about shows you mentioned are interesting, but I'm not watching all of them, so much of it is not really my bag. That way, if you jump right into the summary of the episode, I can catch on the way to work and listen to the bonus stuff you talk about later. Okay. Uh, thanks for the show, and good luck with The Wanderer. Kevin. Uh, yeah, you know, like, after I read this email... I, and that's something we've talked about before. The what? Uh, his last point about uh, oh oh yeah 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 we're always considering the structure that. of the show. It just you know kind of turns out that we just end up yammering on at the beginning. It's just I don't I don't know if we'll ever be able to change that. You know, I know. because um, you know I don't I don't know my mind is or is not organized enough to uh, to jump right in. Yeah. You know? Now the one thing I am looking into is that you know I think most of our listeners are listening on uh, iPods, although I shouldn't probably make that presumption, but it, you can insert what are called chapters so that you can just, you know, hit the fast right. forward button and it just takes you to the next one. We haven't done that, but that's something I'll... Yeah, which is like, like I know what he's talking about because like when I listen to Hexed, I'm like, I, I just want to jump ahead. Like they start talking about like, um, what show, the, like the Almighty Johnsons, which sounds great. But I don't know if I'll ever be. I don't even know if it'll ever be available in the state. So I just want to like, you know, bam, fast forward through it. But I can't. I have to like, like hold down the fast forward on my iPod to skip through like the ten minutes or so that they talk about it. Um, so yeah, I, I would say I wish they had like those chapters in there, like Michael does for Liberate. Yeah. Now the whole thing. Have you read American Gods? No, I haven't. You know, you know, it's funny. As soon as I read that his email a couple of weeks ago, I'm thinking like, wait a minute, I read that, and, and then I look, I have it on my uh, Nook, and I went and just pulled my Nook out, 
because I haven't used it in about six months. Uh, I'm 100 pages into American Gods, but I'd be, uh, you know, remiss in telling you I know what it's about. But <laughs> you and I did talk, you know, after the show about the whole idea of Odin. And, sure. Yeah, uh, we looked it know, up. After and reading that's, his email. That is, yeah, that is definitely like this Wander guy could totally be Odin. Um, especially if you look back with, you know, how powerful he is. So though Odin, I mean, he's, he's not like, like a bad guy though. You know, like, I mean, he's not like great. Cause like all the Norse gods, like they're always kind of messing with people and everything, but, but he's not like evil. Like he is like all about like wisdom and stuff. Um, but you know, how, uh, Aoife talks about him, you know, it's you know possible. He's obviously a very, very powerful fae. So. Could he be Odin? We, ha- you know, and that was another thing we said. We really haven't had like gods in here, except for Bacchus is the only like god we've had involved in in like the Fey world. Um, so, you know, it's yeah, right. Now, I mean, well, how does a Valkyrie? I mean, that's m- mythological yeah. as opposed to right. You know. So maybe we're taking a little a little right hand turn here. Yeah, it could that would be could pretty be, cool. Could be. Well, and it's it's funny because I I didn't read it, but I think he had said something about like the 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 picture there of the uh, of the wanderer, and I I knew that it looked familiar when I saw it, and then I was listening to the Hex podcast, and they said, oh yeah, that's the the cover of, of Frankenstein. I'm like, oh yeah, that's totally it. Um, but it's it's actually a painting, and I, I I didn't have it. I thought it was on this email, but someone had emailed us telling the name of the painting and the the artist. But it's it's called like the Wanderer above blah 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 something or whatever. But it, it is also the the cover of I guess like the Penguin edition of of uh, Frankenstein. Um, that, that I totally, that's where I'd seen it before. And it's, it's like exactly the same, you know, the guy with the staff in the hand and the, the kind of haircut there and the, uh, long coat and everything, even, uh, having the staff in the, the same hand as it is in the picture. So it's really kind of, uh, you know, interesting there. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said before, like, I'm really, like, I want to know who this guy is, man. You know, like I was like, at the end of the show, I was like psyched to like, finally, we're going to meet this dude and get to see who it is. But no, right. I still just see the, his back. It's all in the staff. You know, we don't ne- never, never actually meet him. So come on 2014. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let me, but, uh, also Neil a- Gaiman oh, uh, wrote a really good episode, Dr. Who though, too. Remember the, oh, really? the doctor's wife? Oh, really? When, yeah, he meets the TARDIS, right? Neil Gaiman wrote that episode. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, actually, I think I did now that you mentioned We it. did talk about it when it came up, but yeah. probably back then you didn't really know who Neil Gaiman was. Maybe. So, did you know who Neil I Gaiman was? He's a really famous science fiction writer. So, All right. Well, anyway, on to the next one. And this is from, and I, I apologize, I'm not sure if it's Andra or Andra Cobb. She says, hi, Dave and Wayne. Let me start off by saying I'm a big fan. Enjoy listening to you guys. Y'all are great. My name is Andra, and I'm listening to y'all from Texas. Okay, there we go. (laughs) And it goes without saying, I love Lost Girl. I found the show on Netflix and gave it a try and was immediately hooked and turned into this huge Lost Girl nerd. There's so much to sink your teeth into with this show. I love the mythology, the characters, the relationships. I believe the show is groundbreaking in a way, how it deals with Bo's sexuality. It's just what it is, and I love that. I think this season really stepped up its game overall. There were a couple of episodes that were frustrating and just not very good, but the majority of the season, I think, was awesome. I think Emily Andres as the showrunner is great, and I hope for however long we get Lost Girl that she stays showrunner. Now, I saw a theme this season, and that's human versus Faye, and what it means for Bo is she's lived in both worlds, and especially in seasons one and two, we see more of Bo's human side and her discovering the Fae world. This season, I think she's starting to turn more Fae, in a way, and because of that, her humanity is challenged. The two people that have kept her grounded and helped her along the way are the two humans, Kenzie and Lauren. This season, I think Kenzie has just felt totally inadequate, and I don't think it's so much because of Lauren, maybe a small part. What I saw this season was Bo finding a new partner in crime with Tamsin. In the past, which I've missed this season, Bo and Kenzie fighting together, and now it seems Tamsin, in a way, has taken her place. We never hear Kenzie say this, but that's just my spec. 
Kenzie has lost total confidence in herself, and I hate seeing that. I'm on the fence whether I want her to turn Faye. It would be kind of cool, but she in part is in part Bo's humanity. I will say the best and most badass fight scene was when Kenzie had the staff of righteousness and fighting those piggies. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, on to the other human, Lauren. I always say that Lauren is this silent hero. It's never obvious, and it's never this big grand gesture like Dyson always seems to try and do. If you really think about Lauren's character and everything she's gone through, she's the most tragic character, I think. So if anyone ever had a reason to go apeshit on somebody or a group of people, it would be Lauren, and it would be completely justified. The thing is, Lauren isn't like that and stays loyal to a group of people that has completely put her through the ringer. I think it was so brilliantly hilarious that she turned Taft into a cabot. I think you all said that was kind of lame, but I think it was supposed to be. Turn this mad scientist into this weak half-rabbit, half-cat, which of course a wolf is just going to eat right up and does. I mean, come on, how awesome and funny is that? We see Dyson when he's in the field with Taft kind of sniff, and I think he realizes he even said, Lauren is a genius, with this smirk like, man, Lauren just saved my butt and he's going down. Which now Dyson's the only person that knows what Lauren did and hope next season will tell Bo and the Fae what Lauren did. Once again, she was the silent hero of the episode. Which begs the question, where is Lauren? I have a few theories. One is Bo's dad somehow took her too, just off screen, of course. She is on the run, which would be dangerous for her with the Fae thinking she betrayed them. And also the storyline of being wanted by the feds, Karen. We get snippets of her backstory, but never a full story. She's still a mystery and hope maybe next season we'll get more of a backstory on her. Or she stays in Taft's lab and has access to run the compound the way she wants. Dyson and Tampson, after re-watching, I realize they get sucked up in the black smoke too, so I believe they weren't not in the truck when it went over the cliff. I believe Bo's daddy took both of them. To where? That's the question. I would guess Bo will end up in the same place, but who knows? Morgan and Vex? I just have no idea where they're going to go with this storyline. I love both of them as characters and always want more Morgan and Vex. I also have no idea where they'll go with Bo's mom, but man, she played crazy great. With Bo, I think all season she's slowly starting to realize how powerful she is, but still very wary, I think. We have since season two gotten these little clues when she goes all dark Bo, the things that she says at the moment of how she'll reign over all of Faye, she can resurrect who she wants, etc. For sure, I think next season will be a battle for Bo. Will she turn to her dark side and embrace it? I hope we get to see some dark Bo in action next season. I do believe that we've seen in past episodes that only people that can talk her down or get her out of her that place are Kenzie and Lauren. And as far as we know, both of those will not be with Bo when she finally meets her father. I also think, and this is out there on the boards a lot, but I think Bo's dad will be Odin. Trick. I like Trick, but man, is he shady still. He always knows things and never lets Bo in on anything. I think he knew exactly what was coming for Bo and what was happening and why the heck did he run in episode 12. Where was he going before he got captured? I have to add this. Probably won't be a surprise. I do hope Lauren and Bo will be endgame. With that being said, I really think they both have so much going on right now to be a couple again so soon. I also realize the show's about so much more than who Bo is going to end up with, but the romantic in me sees their relationship not as doomed, but as one that could be epic and groundbreaking in a way. They have so much going against them all the time. And I really do think there's a strong love between them that defies all the hardship. The chemistry those two have is unreal. I mean, if you look at season one and season two, the way they look at each other is just magic. I think the most epic and memorable romances uh, in the history of literature, cinema, and TV are the ones that defy all logic and sense and overcome everything that stands in their way. Okay, now I'm rambling about that. Thanks again, guys, for the show. I enjoy it so much. I also have enjoyed hearing Sally's feedback, and I'm certain this is going to be a long wait for season four, but everything good is worth waiting for. All right. A lot there. Yes, indeed. That's good. Anything you want to comment Um, on? There's a lot. And and as you're reading it, I was like thinking of all these things I want to comment on, and now I have to remember what I want to comment Well, I mean, the one thing about her humanity being challenged – you know, and that the, the way the, the three seasons have kind of, you know, alternated between her, you know, human side and then discovering her face side. I mean, I really think that, uh, 
you know, I think really that is going to be something that, that could make a good plot line. The fact that her humanity is really going to be challenged and her relationship to humans, I guess. Yeah, I like how she tied it in with uh, with Kenzie and how Kenzie has always kind of represented that human side of Bo. Um, and should Kenzie become Faye? Well, yeah, exactly. What what does happen? And where, where does Bo stay grounded to to the human race? Yeah. Um, I also like the whole Lauren as a silent hero, you know, as opposed to Dyson. And, and again, perfectly, you know, worded some grand gesture that Dyson always seems to, you know. Yeah, I got I to gotta give her uh, props for that one. That's true. D, D has got a lot of drama. You know, whenever he does something, it's always like this big thing either, you know, and then he's like the mope and everything. Actually, in season three, he did chill out quite a bit though, you know. Right. He has been all um, like mopey and, and emo and everything like we like he was the previous two, especially season right. two. Oh my goodness, the drama with that. So Right. Uh, also points out that, you know, uh, Dyson is the only one that knows what Lauren did. And, and you know, we, we've certainly, you know, heard that. And, you know, it, it'll be interesting. I, I mean, I certainly think Dyson is going to speak up for Lauren. I mean, why wouldn't he? There's there's no reason he wouldn't. Yeah. Well, and he's, he's not, you know, with, I mean... It, were he petty and vindictive, he would have a reason not to, right? Because yeah. like Lauren is the the not the enemy, but the uh, his rival, right? For Bo, yeah. But uh, he, especially in in season three, he has kind of gotten over that pettiness and that that was you know kind of part of his character in in season two. So I can't see that happening. I, I, for sure, he's going to go to bat for Lauren. Um, because, and, and well, this is begging the question that someone will need to go to bat for Lauren, that Lauren will be in some kind of trouble. Um, and you know, that, that's not necessarily going to happen, but you know, we could definitely see it happening, especially we have to remember they're going to bring in a new Ash, right? And remember when Lachlan first became Ash, like, you know, he was like really like a jerk, right? Yeah. So, and then Hale became Ash and for a little bit, Hale was a jerk, right? So, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like the idea that, you know, Bradley mentioned about that she's going to she's going to go on trial. And I think at that point, you know, maybe I mean, I like that as an idea. And I think Dyson would certainly be a witness on her behalf. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So, All right. But uh, you know, I also like how she said you know, about like Taft and about that was like, obviously, he was supposed to you know purposefully made to a very lame Faye. But I just think it is funny, like how like that little smile on his face as he's zipping around the room, like he thought that was so awesome and clever which i guess i would too if i were able to like you know go and get a book off the shelf and be back in like less than a second i probably yeah but uh you know but you're just a cabot dude sorry not a wolf sucks to be you yep all right all right i think you're up next yes i am all right and this one is from serenity which is like fantastic name i love it um Hey, David Wayne. First, I must go through the obligatory gushy intro. Well, come on now. Uh, I found you guys when my need to discuss hail, hail, overwhelm my patience of waiting for my poor husband to catch up with me. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I went searching the potter spear for a short-term fix and stumbled upon your podcast. It's been bliss ever since. Oh, I'm blushing. I love listening to your discussions, even when it means I have to risk life and limb fast-forwarding past any spoilers I don't want for other shows while I'm driving. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm doing that with Hex all the time. Thank you so much for your engaging, entertaining, and often enlightening podcast. Well, you're welcome. I don't know if I'm too late for the fan show. You're not. But I'm okay if I if, if I am. Serves me right for being a slacker. Hey, when it comes to slacker, we're all over that. If I'm not, feel free not to read this whole thing. Oop. Well, okay. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. I talk way too much for my own good. That said, here's my thoughts, predictions, questions about Lost Girl. First, this is a thought in response to your commentary on Hale. Hale, but I feel like Hale has been in love with Kenzie from season one. She has vibed him a few times, but Hale has obviously always had a thing for her, and really, who wouldn't? I'm fairly certain that if anything were to ever happen to Bo, I would still watch the show as long as Kenzie got moved up to A-League. I don't know if Hale, though. I know you mentioned he's on another show this season, which was why he wasn't in many of the episodes, but is that a permanent change? If not, I think he's going to revert back to his role alongside Dyson. He obviously gave up power, but to what end? 
If he's going to be gone doing another show, I think he'll do some sort of previously in power duckout move. But otherwise, he talked a lot about how much he missed being Dice's partner. I feel like that's a simpler role for him, and he's more suited to it. He made a good stand as Ash, but I don't see either side being ready to embrace him as a true leader. And now my predictions. I think fighting or an all-out war between the light and dark would be the focus of next season. Bo's father is obviously in the picture now, and I get the impression that he was the leader of the dark fate in the war before. Although, if that were the case, why is Bo so young? Maybe I'm wrong. Either way, there are obvious power shifts in the works. I don't think Tams and Dyson are dead. Even if they are Bo's father, even if they are, Bo's father has the ability to resurrect the dead, so they won't be for long. There's no way Bo would let our wolf boy straight up die. Lauren's dead. Kidding. Sorry to all the Docubus fans, but a girl can dream. Seriously, though, I think she didn't just make a run for it. Someone has her. Also, as much as it grieves me, I don't think we've seen the end of Lauren and Bo, although I hope we get a little, okay, a lot more Bo Tams in action before we move back to that mismatched snooze fest. However, I do think we've been seeing the beginning of the end for those two. As for Kenzie, I don't know if she'll become Faye or not. I will say this. Losing her humanity would be losing Bo's link to humanity. Yes, she has Lauren. And she's always been on the side of people. But Kenzie is something different. She's the first human who really knew Bo and absolutely accepted her. She's a representation of everything Bo strives for when she fights to remain on the side of the humans. I think Bo needs Kenzie to be human more than Kenzie realizes, although Bo didn't exactly show how much she needed her this season. I felt like half the time it was a giant game of kick Kenzie and no one really seemed to care. If you ask me, Tamsin was more supportive of Kenzie in a lot of ways than Bo, Trick, Hale, or Dyson were. Then again... I love Tamsin's evilness and all, so maybe I'm just going easy on her. All that said, I'd love to see Kenzie as a kick-ass fae, but I can see there being some serious consequences if she gets her wish. And for Bo, I have no idea. She'll stay on the line for sure. She might even start her own alignment at this point. I kind of wish she would. She's getting powerful enough to, so maybe we'll see. That says my long, rambly email. Thanks again for your hard work, and please, please keep making shows through the dark, long, dark winter that is the Lost Girl hiatus. All right. Thank you. Um, Sorry, that, was, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, Especially all the things she said about us. I like hearing that. Well, yeah, we, d- we definitely appreciate that. <laughs> um, you know, Hale in love with Kenzie from season one. Um, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Um, You know, I, 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 can, I can see it. But, we, but I'm not uh, sure. We talked about it even when we were doing the season one podcast. We did talk about there being some flirting going on there. Right. Especially like when they're in the country club and in the office and everything. Um, you know, there's some definite flirting going on there. So it's not from left field at all, for sure. Though it, it does seem a pretty big jump from like kind of just like flirting to this like kind of declaration of love and everything. But anyway, it's right. TV though. So it, right. these now, things as happen. To- Right now, as to whether you know his his absence in season three was due to his other show, I mean, I'm just speculating on that. I mean, he certainly has a recurring role in in that other show, but you know, yeah, but I think it's pretty good speculation, though. Yeah, you know? yeah, and by his tweet, it doesn't sound real promising yeah. that we're going to see much hail like for the show season without four. Hail, man, that would like. Well, I mean, I guess this whole season because he really hasn't been on much at all this season. But I think he adds a lot to the show. Oh yeah, you know, that uh, and, and especially if he could team up with Dyson again, that was that was those two together were great. Because Dyson's been yeah. kind of well, no, he's been with Tamsin, right? Right. So I guess now, uh, now, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Good now day. his prediction, uh, I'm sorry, her prediction, uh, all out war between the light and dark. I mean, we've had this uneasy peace going for a while now. How long can it last? Yeah, but yeah, well, you know, here's what it hinges on, right? The, the what's the deal with Vex and the Morrigan? Like, if if Vex is now in control, I say uh, probably not. But if the Morrigan somehow is still in control, then I think quite likely. So I think it yeah, probably I mean, just depends on what's going on there. Now, when you say Vex in control, you mean in control of the dark? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, it's possible, right? I mean, we yeah, know it's he was, he's high up there. Um, and so, you know, I don't know. Yeah, he's he's just not the leader type, though. I mean, he, even he's if not he, a, a leader type, but he yeah. is like a, a cult personality, though, you know? Right. And the Morgan right. demonstrated how far that can go uh, at the uh, in the penultimate episode of season three. You said cult of personality. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great song. All right. 
All right. Uh, Living Color. Living Color. Way. Yeah. Probably, they were like a one hit wonder big time, right? Um, yeah. Yes and no. I mean, uh, a big influence on me and not to, we promise not to digress, but yeah. Living Color, awesome band. Yeah. They uh, were, anyway. They were awesome. That song um, was fantastic. That was uh, freshman year of college. All right. Now, Ken, uh, Serenity makes some points about Kenzie and that, you know, half the time she says it seemed to be a giant game of kick Kenzie and nobody seemed to care. Pretty good assessment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Kenzie was sidelined for a lot. And, uh, you yeah, I mean, there's that whole big bit where she's like her arm is all like fade up and everything and no one even knows. No one cares, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was that was sad. I did. I I, I said before. I'm, I think that I've really uh, felt bad for for Kenzie and and her. You know how she's just kind of getting shoved aside here. Now you were reading this, but I was following along. You know, with my copy as you were reading. Um, do I misunderstand? Serenity is not a big Docubus fan. I don't think I don't think you're misunderstanding anything there. She clearly uh, is a mismatched she's, snooze. She's fest. clearly not on Team Lauren, that's for sure. Okay. All right. Well, uh you and I both would like to see some more bow tamps in action. That's for uh that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I would just as I said before, I'm on team nobody. Like I just don't really like uh Bo in the relationship thing. Yeah. Okay. I I and I said that with Dyson. I said that with Lauren. So I am equal opportunity, anti-relationship bow thing. I think as a true hero, she's got to strike out on her own, you know, basically. And she can have people help her. She can have mentors. But the whole relationship thing ties the hero. And that's true in, in any, almost any movie, literature, anything, you know. Like Odysseus leaves Ithaca, right? He doesn't bring Penelope with him. He, he leaves her behind, right? Um, you know, and, and that's just like everywhere, everywhere. You know, I, I watched the Avengers last night, and even Tony Stark's the only one who is in any kind of relationship. But all the other people are loners on their own, and that's that's the ideal hero. All right. Well, then I vote for just some. You know, random, indiscriminate. That's fine. For season I'm four. all for that. Okay, <laughs> that is okay. fine. I got, I said nothing about not having sex. I'm just talking I about understand. not being in a relationship. Sex is good, so, as yeah. George Michael said. Yes. All right, uh, George Michael, the musician, right? Not the right, sportscaster, right? Or or the character on? Is he even alive? Uh, I don't. Oh, the the uh, musician? No, the sportscaster. I don't know musician's career is dead but yeah but right. every now and then he gets like you know he's he's the kind of bad boy in britain he makes like the tabloids there every once in a while when uh his agent thinks he hasn't been in there soon enough but uh but also yeah what's the uh what was uh oh what's the the show that netflix is bringing back uh the family oh uh yeah i was just watching where the father's in jail um but Michael yeah. Sarah on that show, his name was George Michael, oh, which okay. was like the funniest name for a character ever. I can't believe I can't remember the name. Arrested, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Well, let's get to the last letter. All right. And this is from Katie Williams, who's dropped us some lines before. And she, Katie's in the UK. Holy heck, that was one hell of a finale. First off, congrats to whoever said the Wanderer was Bo's dad. That'd be me. Yeah, that would be Wayne. All right. Always good to see predictions confirmed. Plus, he seems like he'll be a really badass character when we finally meet him. I'm really glad you were wrong about Hale, though. He really came through for everyone in the end, and he's such a cool guy, really. It was great to see Vex again and back to his old self. I hope this means we'll be seeing more of him next season. I missed him. Does anyone else want Bruce to hang around? He was hilarious. Hopefully he can convince Kenzie not to go with creepy Massimo's offer of turning her into a fae. A, never trust anyone that sleazy. It's always bad news. And B, I don't think I want her character to go in that direction. One of the things I like most about Kenzie, her hilarity and kick-ass style aside, is that she proves that humans aren't as weak and useless as the fae like to think. She's one of the strongest characters in the show without needing any fae abilities, just because she's such a survivor. It really left us on a cliffhanger there, though. How are Tamsin and Dyson going to get out of this one? Or are they? What's going to happen to Bo? 
where on earth did Lauren disappear to after pulling that Operation Switcheroo? I'm kind of disappointed we didn't get to see Isaac getting what was coming to him. I really hated him enough to want to see him eaten. That and Lauren's almost Borg-like faux evil acting. Seriously, everyone fell for that sudden total change? Probably my only complaints about the episode are that. It was one hell of a season finale, and now if I could only find myself a TARDIS to zip through the hiatus with. Can't wait to hear you guys' thoughts on this one. Katie. P.S. I finally started watching Supernatural after hearing Wayne mention it so often. Now I have some mega catching up to do. And have you caught Defiance? It premiered in the U.K. this week, April 16th, and it looks pretty good. All right, well, a couple of things. Um, Gotta like the fact that she referenced Star Trek... And Doctor and Who. And Doctor Who. Yeah. Is that in the actual same sentence? Like, uh, it's in the same paragraph. Yeah. Well done, Key. Excellent. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, does anybody want Bruce to hang around? Hell yes. He was awesome. Oh, yeah, for sure. Bruce is, is yeah. great. Like, you know, when, I, when he was first on, I was just like the first episode he was on after he got his, you know, he got beaten up and then he got chewed out. And uh, I was just like, ah, yeah, whatever. And then, uh, but I, I remember thinking, like, God, this 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 actor sucks, right? I thought then, and then after the last episode, I'm like, oh, this guy is awesome. You know, he's like fantastic, and I uh, totally want more Bruce. Yeah, more Bruce, more Vex. Yeah, I mean, Bruce. It's interesting because he he sort of became Kenzie's conscience. You know, the in in the same way that she has often been Bo's conscious. So, you know, that was really cool. Uh, I like Katie's. You know, a statement that, you know, she proves that humans aren't as weak and useless as the Fae like like to think. And that, yeah, I agree. It would be a shame to see her go in that direction. I mean, that's that's what we love about her is her her, you know, her ostensible weakness that she doesn't allow to be a weakness. Right. Yeah. I really, really, really don't want her to become a Fae because it's just like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, then like just imagine her zipping around the room with that goofy smile on her face right yeah like no don't want it don't need it kenzie is perfect as she and that's what bruce is trying to tell her i don't it's like anyone who like has like doubts about themselves right themselves And, and you know who like feel like i'm not good enough i'm not pretty enough my body is weird I don't think the same as other people. I don't like the same. I don't, my sexuality is different or whatever, all that stuff. And you think that there's something wrong with you, but the thing is, there's not, you know, you're awesome. Right. And you just need someone to tell you that you just need someone to say you're awesome. Just like you are. Okay. It's if, if you don't think like everybody else, that's actually a good thing. You know, like that, that's thinking like everybody else is, is boring. And, and boring people think like everybody else. You need to think like yourself. And if you do, then then that's awesome. But how often does do you get a person to tell you that? You know? Like instead you just go about thinking that you're not awesome and, and then you want to change. You want to change yourself. You know, and that sucks. Yep. So that was now, a shy tribe on my part there, wasn't it? No, nah, it was okay. <laughs> no, that, 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 I think it was apropos. All right. Now she the last thing she mentions is whether or not we've caught defiance and and obviously we have both caught defiance yes. and I mean, is it safe to say we both are, uh, we're going to reserve judgment. I mean, we like it. Yeah. I, I love yeah. the pilot and I yeah. still really like it, but the, the, you know, the, the, the last couple shows, maybe not quite as, but you know, I think they're kind of playing for the long game here, you know, like there, there's a lot of stuff that they're just establishing right now. And I know you disagree. Uh, I'm not sure. I think you disagree. Well, with no, me I do agree. I mean, it's, you got a 13 episode season. You have to make things happen, sure. but yeah, I, I agree with you. It does seem to be as if they're laying down a lot of groundwork for the long haul. And hopefully there is a long haul. I mean, that's the danger. True that, true that. But, you know, through the first three weeks there, uh, the ratings have been pretty good. So yeah. uh, actually been better than pretty good. I like but, it. I think like the, the central characters are, are compelling enough that they can, you know, uh, you know, if, if these, these kind of this maybe lullish that we're going through right now, I think the, uh, just the, the desire to see like Nolan, you know, just to, to see him at work and everything. Um, as long as they don't make him, cause like the, you know, the concern is like, they're making him into like, you know, Johnny law now. And, uh, and, and whereas before he was like, you know, like when we first see him in the pilot, he's 
his own dude. He's a, he's an outsider. He's a rebel. And, and now he's the establishment, right? Right. Right. So and that kind of sucks. Yep. But uh, definitely worth keeping, um, uh, keeping an eye on. Sure. All right. Well, well, but the supernatural, all I can say, Kate, is stick with it. It's so worth it. It's a great show. And probably if you're like me, you're just going to lose, just accept that you're going to be losing sleep for a while because you're going to want to watch one episode after another, after another. And it's, it's awesome. And actually, Dave, interesting enough, you know, I discovered last night is that Continuum is now on Netflix. Really? As well. Yes, it is. All right. Just season one, obviously, but. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Right. Since season two hasn't even been released on sci-fi yet. All right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I was, I was psyched to see that. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our fan feedback email. And Wayne, this has been a lot of fun. And, and uh, hopefully we can get to do it more than at the end of next season. Maybe we can do a few if we can yeah, generate I mean, we got, some. Yeah, we got some people here. Yeah, we got, we got, we got some people who are, have stepped up and have sent us in some stuff. So, um, you know, maybe they can, you know, can, can you continue to do that? Uh, what we are going to do in the – I mean, we're definitely going to keep recording. Uh, what we're going to do, other than definitely doing a zombie episode, for sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, But we'll probably just come up with random crap like that, right? Just like, we'll just come up with reasons to record, um, and uh, we'll keep updated on Lost Girl News and stuff, and yeah, whatever. We'll just stay on yeah. the air until we can uh, make it up to uh, the you know, season two. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of things that we'd like to talk about. Obviously, you know, we still haven't talked about being human. So yeah, we, there's we, that, we might, right? <laughs> we might do a vampire show one week. Well, you give me zombies, I'll give you vampires. All right. All right. Uh, it's a free trade. I, I think at some point we're going to have to talk about Orphan Black. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I know we did do the pilot preview of Orphan Black, but... Uh, that is just such an awesome show. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, basically, people, we don't know what the hell we're going to be talking about. But, you know, we, we will be recording. So yep. we will keep you posted. And it might even be a little one or two minute uh, episode that shows up in your iTunes feed where I'm just letting you know what's going to be happening just to give you an update. So anyway, anything else? I got nothing. All right. Well, you can drop us a line, as always, at Fatalist podcast at gmail.com check out the website fatalist.podbean.com and you can also leave us a voicemail click the green tab at the right side of the page you can find us on facebook uh been tweeting occasionally and you can keep accessing us through itunes so until next time it's been a pleasure it has indeed <laughs>